My name's Tom and welcome to my race chinwag. For every single Formula One race this year, pre and post race, we'll be talking all about it live on YouTube, but this is the audio only version just for your nice, cute little ears. Give us a like, five star, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening, and let's crack on. Welcome, everyone, to the 2023 British Grand Prix post race chinwag roll intro. Wow. Thank you all for coming. Thank you all for taking the time. Thank you for joining me on the Tomo YouTube channel. It's quite a race yesterday, wasn't it? Quite a race, especially, especially, especially from a British bias point of view, which you know this channel is all about the British bias, okay? This is 100% British bias, as are many of you. Welcome, everyone. Thank you all for coming. Hello, Batu, Christopher, Hannah, Biko, David, Yozo, Ruben, Angus, April, Thoppy, Jamie, A.L., Cone, Bailey, Bruce, Halita, David, Tim, uh, Professor, Winnie, TikTok, Ewan, Liam, Christian, Bruno, Campbell, Yo-Yo, Marek, Ian, Leon, Raquel, Campbell, or I should say uh, Rahel, Rahel, it's not pronounced Raquel, is it? Of course it's not. Um, Anthony, Dylan, Daniel, we've been watching too much Only Fours and Horses. Sam, Ethan, Dan, Ben, Gian, HTFC, Edward, Andy, George, GT, Ollie, Ruben, not Oscar, Devon, Michael, A, Jeremy, Morris. Welcome, everyone. Thank you all for coming. Thank you, everyone who's here live. Thank you to everyone who's watching on YouTube after the fact. If you couldn't take it in live, and welcome to everyone who's audio only and only in your ears. That's all good. You're not seeing my, my pastel coordination today. I've got my pastel green jumper, my nice car heart, and a pastel purple hat. I love a pastel. I love a pastel, I do. I do, truly. Wow. British Grand Prix. Let's get into it. Let's talk all about it, shall we? Again, Apple Podcast, Spotify. Don't forget, audio only is available. I will upload this. And I have, I, I remember this time to start recording in OBS before I went live. I remember about 50% of the time. So that means I'll have, I can just do it straight away as soon as the stream's finished. Brilliant. Happy days. Lovely jobly. Right. Um, so let's get to it. And also, oh yes, Max, that is a very good shout as well. Who won the stream deck indeed? Because on Friday, I was at Silverstone. And I did a live stream. I don't know if some of you might have caught it. Didn't get massive viewership, but it was it was a different kind of live stream. POV, um, POV live stream, walking around uh, Silverstone with F1 manager, giving away caps, giving away, you know, caps. And I don't know why I said that twice. <laughs> Trying to give away caps and people were ignoring me and then other people weren't ignoring me and it was really fun. I enjoyed myself. And also, I do have a stream deck to get away. And I do need to go through that, actually. That's what I'll do straight after this stream because I need to pick a winner of the stream deck. I've got a bunch of comments, so I will go through. Don't you worry. I'm going to do that. That is going to be my first thing I do after this stream is select a winner for a... Which, actually, because um, I haven't actually set mine up yet, but um, my stream deck's here, so one of these bad boys. Um... I do need to, that would make these streams so much easier to, I just need to do it, I just haven't had time. Because as you can imagine, I, and I like to think you've seen from the output um, on the channel in the last kind of, you know, of Austria, with Lando and Oscar, of all that, it's been hella busy, but I will get to it, don't you worry. 
Um, right, happy days. Let's talk about the British Grand Prix. And let's start, first of all, with your race rating out of 10. Please, please let me know. Why am I apologising for the thumbnail, David? The thumbnail is perfect. There's nothing wrong with the thumbnail. It did say pre-race and I changed it to post-race. But now it says post-race, that's fine. Um, right, what are we given here? Out of 10, seeing some 8s, some 7s, a few 6s, a few 9s. Okay, this is a good good range, good range. Okay, let's get the pole going now. So let's do a race rating out of 10. Four options, so it's going to be a 6 or lower. A seven, an eight, or a nine or higher. Let me know in the poll. Only four options. Again, YouTube, sort it out. Give up. Give, please give me more options. Please give me more options on my polls, okay? Because I love a poll. I love a poll. Safety car saved the race from being a ball like last year. You know what? As much as it was from a, again, the British point of view, Lando and Lewis both on the podium, is one of them that objectively, was it the greatest race of all time? No, there were some really exciting moments in it for sure. And I think, you know, Lando overtaking Max for the lead, that happening at the British Grand Prix specifically make is, is more vibes because it's Lando's home race, you know what I mean? So it does make, in the same way that if, you know, Max overtook for the win at Zandvoort, it would feel different to if he overtook for the win at, say, Brazil, for example. But um, McLaren certainly did make it better, right? What are you saying poll-wise? So we've got 8% of you, 6 or lower. 36% of you, 7. 44% of you, an 8. And 13% of you have given it a 9 or higher. For me, for me, it's an 8 out of 10. For me, it was an 8 out of 10 race. I gave Austria an 8 out of 10 as well. That delivered really good racing throughout the field. You didn't really have that scrap at the front. This one... There was less racing throughout the field, but you did have Lando making the move at the start. You had the fact that it's a McLaren up the front as well in the hands of Lando and Oscar. I think that plays into the story. Again, the ratings, it's the story that we're rating out of 10, isn't it? It's the story. And it does make a difference when it's a team that's coming from the, the back in terms of, you know, Aston Martin at the start of the season when they rocketed up to the top. That was that was more of a story because it was Aston Martin because it was Aston Martin specifically getting on the podium that made it more interesting, intriguing, and exciting. The fact that it's a McLaren that seems to have taken the jump up with this big upgrade, super impressive, super super impressive, and a really enjoyable race. I, I had a good time. I had a good time. I had a good time watching it. Eight out of ten for me. It was a very good race. It will it will live in the memory again. I think an eight out of ten has to be somewhat kind of memorable and will live long somewhat in the in the memory you look at the Austrian Grand Prix weekend as well like that was that was decent so I was a happy boy watching yesterday I was happy boy on the last lap live stream remember subscribe to the last lap link below um very good very good with uh, Cam and Shez and Niran as per eight out of ten I think that's fair 44% of you agree 36% of you think seven to be fair yeah I, I think I don't I don't do points on this for mine. So I think I think a 7.5 is what you're averaging out at and I would probably yeah, I'd say it's definitely no more than an 8. Um I think it's somewhere 7.5 to 8. It's around that kind of that um that kind of area area. It's race not story rating. <laughs> yes, but the race is a story. 
It's a story. It's playing out, you know. Lewis chasing uh, Lando was amazing. It, it was. It was. It was a good little chase. A good little scrap towards the end. And this is how things finished with Max Verstappen taking the win. Fair. Certainly wasn't a dominant performance by Max, which is ultimately right. I don't mind. I don't mind Max winning, right? I don't mind anyone winning. If they if they win by like twenty seconds, then I'm like, oh. If they're winning by a much smaller margin, now obviously the safety car played into that. It probably maybe it would be in 10, 15 second gap by the end of the race if, if there was no safety car. Um, but even even though Max won, cool, fine. Like it was a really good race, so I can take that. You know, um, Gasly was technically classified, by the way. That's why he's not got an X next to his name. So. Max wins fastest lap as well, 26 points in the bag. Lando Norris, P2, 18 points. Huge, huge for himself, huge for McLaren. Lewis Hamilton, P3, gets a podium again this season. And Oscar Piastri, got to say, without that safety car, Piastri P3 is very much on, very much on. They were looking pretty comfortable. They had a good what? It was a good five-second gap. When Russell got past Leclerc, I remember that gap being at about five seconds between Oscar and George for a good chunk of laps. But this was this was a Piastri, Piastri boy to man, this was. Like, I, I think it was always difficult to get a measure on Oscar up until this point. I think the qualifying delta was promising closer to Lando without the upgrades in Austria he had a bit of a stinker but with the upgrades and also not even the full upgrade right Lando had the new front wing this weekend Oscar did not so bear that in mind about a tenth and a half of Lando off of Lando in qualifying enough to leapfrog the Mercedes and the Ferraris and Fernando and then in the race just to I mean we think Lando had a good start mate Oscar's start was Arguably even better. And he just he kind of just got boxed in, didn't he, a little bit? Oscar, man. Serious driver. Serious driver. Alpine right now. <sighs> the one that got away. Otmar. Laurent. Not good. Not good. Not good at all. But there you go. Um, Russell P5. Checo made his way up to P6 in the end. Which... As a recovery drive goes from P15 to P6, I mean, it's it's a lot of positions gained. Would Max have got onto the podium if he'd started P15 around Silverstone? You gotta think so. From his track record, you gotta think so. Fernando Alonso P7, difficult weekend for Aston Martin. They, they've they've had a couple of little. That early season momentum seems to have, have curtailed somewhat. And I don't know if it's the track dependency or whether it's the other teams upgrading around them and they're just a bit still. Again, they had 100% ATR for the first half of this year, which won't pay dividends until those upgrades come maybe like later on this season, right? Um, yeah, it's a uh, mm, tricky one for Aston Martin. Alex Albon, P6, um, P8, sorry. Made that move on Carlos Sainz when uh, Checo opened the door for him to come through. Oh, well, you watch it on the last lap. I was, I was having a great time, a fantastic time. 
Oh man, I'm so chuffed for Alex. I'm I'm genuinely Oliver. Thank you for the two forty nine, mate. Joe made a wise decision not driving on the halo. Well, I I don't think it was a choice last time, Oliver. Um, I don't think it was a choice. Uh, I mean, he P fifteen in the end for Joe going you so so nil point on the board. Um, unfortunately, intimidating Carlos again. Uh, yeah, Carlos was always Ferrari's nine and ten. Like it's it's one of them. They were on the that they pitted early. And then the safety car just, you know, the safety car massively hindered the Ferraris and massively helped Lewis. Lewis was the big winner, wasn't he, from the safety cars? Because he was at P9 at one stage. And also, a quick word for Logan Sargent. P11 in the end with that stroll penalty. Man, Logan, Vowles was telling him after, he was lapping within about a tenth of Alex the entire, for most of the race. L Logan's, he's going to be okay. I'm confident Logan's going to be okay. I think he, he, I agree. I think he had a really good race. I think that, you know, by the end of this season, going into next year, I think he'll be in a good place. I do. I do. I'm, I'm feeling confident about Logan. I am. I truly am. I don't know why they didn't split the strat. Yeah, Vicky, I, I, I hear that. I hear that. I think, um, yeah, they, they, they went for a bit of a gamble and it, it didn't pay off ultimately. Uh, Bottas 12, Hulkenberg 13, Stroll 14, Joe 15, Sonoda de Vries 16, 17, Gasly P18, technically classified, even though he had a broken rear right because of Lance, and we'll get into that. And then Magnussen, car caught fire, Ocon had some kind of in, um, system issue and had to pull in because the team were like, the car's going to break, so just come in now. Um, right, cool, lovely jubbly. Um... Do, 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 do. hated when Lewis said we worked our way up to P3. Well, the thing is, I mean, look, obviously, yeah, Lewis did get fortunate with the, the timing of the safety car, of course, and that's racing, you know what I mean? Like, it happens. Like, you can get fortunate, you can get unfortunate. Oscar got unfortunate. Lewis got fortunate. That's racing. You take the opportunities that are presented to you. Um, there you go. Thank you, Cameron, as well, for the 299 Aussie. Piastri deserves that podium. And... WNS over BNC. What does that mean, Cameron? Don't give me another super chat. Just, just tell me in the comment. What does that mean? WNS. What is that? Are these like AFL analogies, acronyms? Um, WNS. I don't know what that means. But thank you for the super chat and thank you, Marek, as well. Being a Ferrari fan is like staying in a dead marriage. You're crying a lot. You remember the good old days and staying only for the kids. Wow. Damn, that's 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 that cuts deep, Marek. That cuts deep, man. That's a and look, I, I feel like yeah, we had a few radios from from Charles and Carlos over this weekend. It doesn't feel like a particularly happy place, does it? Oh, Welders and Stinkers, Bangers and Clangers. Of course it is. Of course it is. So you're saying Welders and Stinkers over Bangers and Clangers. Look, Cameron, I'm sorry. I put it to a democratic vote and Bangers and Clangers came out on top. So you know what we're rolling with it, all right? I need to stop fiddling around and changing things. I need to just stick with something. But there you go. Um, we should have a... No, it doesn't work. It's not... No, no. Scotland didn't get a re-vote when they voted for independence, right? And you're not getting a re-vote for Welders and Stinkers over Bangers and Clangers. So, accept it. <laughs> accept it. Um, are, the, are the McLaren second quickest? I mean, they were this weekend. This is the thing, right? Different tracks. Every... You know, we go to Hungary next race, and that is a totally different challenge um, compared to Silverstone. Different demands on the car. What does give me confidence about McLaren is that Austria was very different. 
to Silverstone and Lando was, you know, I think third quickest in terms of car pace was the McLaren in, in Austria with Lando. So um, that certainly does bode well because, again, Austria is more slow speed and, and, and straight lines where you know, more traction dependent than, than Silverstone, which is a lot of high speed stuff, which they were clearly very quick on as well. Scotland will get a second vote. I mean, give give the Scots freedom if they want it. Um, happy days. We should all apologise to Mika. <laughs> Mika was cooking. He was cooking. He was. Um, so that's how the race finished. That leaves the driver standings after 10 of 22. I know there's technically been 11 rounds. I've changed this now. We've actually had 10 rounds and we're actually going to have 22. Obviously, Imola was cancelled. So I've just, just so you know. I've changed the graphics ever so slightly. Verstappen, 255, 99 points now ahead of Checo Perez. 99. Wow. Fernando Alonso, 137. Lewis Hamilton, 121. Carlos Sainz, 83. George Russell, 82. So Russell's just within a point of Sainz now. It's not looking great for Ferrari. Um, unsurprisingly, shock there. Uh, Stroll, 44. Norris, only two points. Two points. Two points behind Lance, man. Two points. Mad. Um, Ocon 31, Piastri up to 17 points now. I think it was P15 in the standings before this is now P11. Um, one point ahead of P Pierre Gasly as well. Albon P13 consolidates consolidates that position, that strong position for Alex Albon. We take those. We take those. Um, Stroll only one of the top 10 to not have a podium. Um, Ocon's not had a podium this year, is he? Is he? No, he hasn't, is he? Albon just beyond Gasly. Oh, yeah, Monaco. Of course he has. Sorry, 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 Esteban. Sorry, I, I did forget. I forgot. I forgot SD Best Um Science hasn't. Yeah, true, science hasn't, has he? True. <laughs> Monaco, you donut. Yeah, I, I, I accept the donut. I'll accept the donut there. Um, Hulkenberg... Uh, nine points, no gains otherwise. I think Sargent moved back ahead of De Vries. He might have already been ahead with De Vries, but P oh yeah, Sainz did have a point. Yeah. Um, P11, so that puts him highest finishing position ahead of De Vries. Lovely jubbly. Albon single-handedly outscored the entire Ferrari Enterprise. That's my goat. That's my go. Right, okay, cool, cool, cool. So they're the driver standings as they stand, and then constructor standings actually changed up a little bit as well. And thank you, Adam, for the two quid. Saw you've been karting. Fancy driving my KZ2. Mate, I would shunt that thing immediately. So, you know, you better have some good insurance, Adam. Because that car's not that car's not coming out in one piece if, I, if I've got my way with it. Because I've got no sense of self-preservation. And I will just... Yeah, I, I, I like how Max drives, you know. He's 100% straight away. That's me. 100%. 100% of my ability, which is is into the wall immediately. There you go. Now, you, you misplaced that faith, Adam. You misplaced that faith, buddy. <laughs> um, right. Constructor standings. Red Bull extend their lead at the front to almost 200 points. 199 points. Red Bull ahead of Mercedes. Um, but that Mercedes-Aston battle is still, still a little bit close. Come on, Lance. Help the team out, man. Um, but it's all changed in the middle. So McLaren jump Alpine. Williams move up to P7. Williams played a blinder here, right? Because they waited for the ATR to reset where they were P9. And now they're P7. 
ATR's reset and they've still got like they've got 110% ATR time. If they'd have been P7 like a race before, maybe two races before I think, they would have got 100%. They've got 10% less. Um, why are these wrong? What do you mean these are wrong? Are they? I got these from the F1 website. What do you mean? Hang on. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on a second. Hang on a second. These shouldn't be wrong. Oh, wait. Wait, what? Well, you're all saying they're wrong, so they must be wrong. <laughs> when you've got 100 people, then it's wrong. Oh, yeah, it is wrong. What? Okay, it's wrong. Don't mind me. <laughs> <laughs> That would, it's funny, it's like, you all said it's wrong. And I'm like, no, nah, it's not wrong. Nah, you're all, all of you are wrong. Every single one of you collectively together in the live chat shouting that it's wrong. You're, you're all wrong, actually. It's not wrong. Let me just, um, how did I, how did I, like, I mean, look, it's, it's customary, isn't it? It's customary for me to, uh, to make a mistake. I forgot, to, yeah, no, I forgot to, I forgot to add more points. On it, like you'd you'd think you'd think this is my this you'd think this is my job, wouldn't you? <sighs> Jesus Christ, honestly. Ah, oh, look, I mean, it's just I, I I'm true to my um mid midness, okay, my mid self, always, always and forever. Now you know I updated the order, but I forgot to to update the points. That that's what happened here. That is what happened here. I update the order, but I forgot to update the points because I am a silly boy. I am a very silly boy. Uh, okay, there we go. New updated uh, constructors table standings are now here. Red Bull Racing actually have a 208 point lead at the front. Well done, Red Bull. Well done. Grazie, ragazzi. Uh, Aston Martin are now comfortably behind Mercedes. Don't, yeah, you didn't see nothing. You didn't see nothing, right? Don't don't even pretend. You're all trying to gaslight me to thinking I made a mistake. What's wrong with you lot? Uh, McLaren jump ahead of Alpine by 12 points. Williams, again, they do move up to P7 ahead of Haas, even though they're on the same number of points. Um, there you go. I think I'm becoming an album fan the last few races, Luca. What do you mean? Why have you not always been an album fan? What are you playing at, Luca? Goodness. Um, <laughs> lifetime penalty, yeah. 10 second penalty for me for uh, failing to be good at Photoshop. Aston Martin's going to finish fifth. Look, I mean, my preseason predictions, I put Aston Martin, I think, about fifth or sixth. And uh, obviously, I was very concerned about that as the season started. But now, you know, they seem to be falling down a bit. They need upgrades. They need upgrades. Upgrades need to come. For sure. Right, okay, so let's now talk about bangers and clangers, shall we? Who's had a banger? Who's had a bit of a clanger? Well, starting with mine, Bosch. I've given my banger drive to Oscar Piastri. Yes, Lando drove a pretty faultless race out, qualified Oscar, a tenth and a half. When you add the context of Oscar being a rookie and not having the full upgrade either, Lando had the uh, new front wing. For Oscar to be as close as he was, to run as close as he was to Lando at the start as well, we were almost talking about like, oh, 
Is Lando holding up Oscar a bit, maybe? I don't know if Oscar has more pace in hand, because they were very close at one stage. And completely out of his control, you know, that, that safety car coming out when it did. I've got to give it to Oscar, man. The rookie, the rookie, the rookie delivered in his, what, 10th race in Formula 1. Incredible stuff. Oscar Piastri. Banger. Clanger was Lance, I'm afraid, because, I mean, you get out qualified by your teammate, fine, not good. You go out in Q2 in Aston Martin, not good. What he did to Pierre Gasly was Maldonado 2012 against Lewis Hamilton in Valencia-esque. Off track and just yeets into the side of him, breaks Pierre's car and just carries on. Lance Stroll, you are the clanger of the weekend because that was an absolute stinker. That was terrible. Awful. You cannot be doing that, Lance. Bad times. Not good. That immediately... Yeah, five seconds for that is a joke as well. I agree. I think that should have been at least ten. Maybe even a drive-through. I think drive-through... I, I, I wouldn't have... I wouldn't have been surprised if that was a drive-through. I was surprised it was only five seconds. It was... Um, yeah. Big, big L for Lance. That That is a shot. I mean, there's maybe other drivers who had worse races in terms of pace. I mean, you know, the AlphaTauri drivers were just nowhere. Um, Bottas made up really good positions. He had a good drive, but Joe didn't really go anywhere. But... If you do that, man, you're you're getting you're getting a clangor. It's it's happening. It's happening. Sorry, Lance, but you got to take those L's when they come your way. McLaren banger team. It's the easiest banger team we've ever had, we've ever had, and that does reflect in yours, um, your um, votes as well. Clanger team Ferrari. You know what? I think yes, they were unlucky with the timing of the safety car, but this is like. In terms of managing their drivers, in terms of, you know, Russell was all over the back of Leclerc. Just the strategy was, you know, to put Leclerc on mediums and then pull him in before even Russell did on the softs. Like, Ferrari had their degree of culpability on this and it's just pff, not good. Clanger Alpine, double DNF. Yes, I know, obviously, Ocon's car blew up. Obviously, Haas with Magnussen, their car blew up as well. Gasly was running okay. He might have got in the points, I think, Pierre, maybe. I think he was looking all right, potentially, for points. It would have been a bit of a long shot. I can't remember, actually, what position he was in. Um, well, thank you, the Senate, by the way, for the uh, 50 NOK. Okay. If Russell didn't win Brazil 22, Red Bull Racing would have won every single race since France, 20, France, France in July 22. Crazy. Man. And, even, yeah, even that was like, yeah, Red Bull just kind of had a bit of a bad day, didn't they, in the car setup. Um P11 before contact. Yeah, so he was on the cusp of the points. So potentially, potentially could have gotten the points considering how um, obviously Science's pace and Leclerc's pace, particularly Science's pace, dropped like a stone. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't, I can't put too much on. Yeah, it's a shame for Ocon. I mean, Alpine, Alpine is a bit of an ill. You know, considering Aston Martin's jump up and now McLaren's jump up and Alpine is still in their midness. That's the L, you know, yeah, but... There you go. There you go. Right, cool. They're mine. Yours are as follows. 4,695 votes as well. Loads of votes. So thank you for voting. I did put the poll live last night. So a lot of you in the um, NA and rest of the world outside of Europe territories would have voted in this. Um, I appreciate it. Elping, yeah. Elping. That's good. El ban. Because ban is like um, bread, isn't it, in French? L ban. 59% of you voted Lando Norris for Banger Drive. 
No surprises there. 31% Oscar Piastri, 4% Alex Albon. Thank you. Uh, 2% Max Verstappen. 2% Max Verstappen, and he put it on pole and won the race. He did have a bad start, to be fair, Max. He did. He had a poor start, which let Lando through and made it a little bit more tricky. And at the end on the softs as well, he didn't seem too happy. I mean, it's always... when Max, Max will complain like he's driving on ice, and then he'll set fast as that, because he's just that... He's just that good. Um, Lance Stroll got 48% of the vote for Klanger, so he wins that as well. Checo, 12%. It's another qualifying mess. Um, De Vries, 11%. Mm, I mean, he was half a second off Yuki in qualifying. Yuki did also get knocked out. And then in the race, just... Science, oh, difficult. Yeah. Not a good race for Carlos. I think it was... How much is on him? How much is in Ferrari? I just... I, Ferrari, man. Ferrari, please, just stop. Just, just start again. Just start again. Just just uh, liquidate the team and just rehire. Just start again. Because it's just not good enough. Uh, Shani, thank you for this 5CHF. What would be the breaking point for Aston to replace Lance if they were actually in title contention? Look, again, I, I, I retain that like if Fernando was in title contention in the Aston Martin, the only way that Stroll's performances hurts him is that if Stroll can't be there to back him up, which... Could, yeah, be an issue if Stroll's not close enough to back Fernando up. Um, however, you know, I, if you choose between a driver's title with Alonso and a constructor's title for Aston Martin, they're taking the driver's title every single day of the week. Like, that is the number one priority. And I think having that clear one too and, and a driver who isn't going isn't gonna to take points off of Fernando as a teammate... Yeah, I think it's difficult. It's, there's pros and cons to both, right? But he's not. He's not leaving. He's, his dad owns the team. He's not leaving. It's not happening. Right. Um, and then Clanger team. I'm oh, not sorry. I, I've skipped. Um, a banger team. Ninety-five percent McLaren. Two percent Ferrari. Two percent Williams. Don't know why two percent of you gave it to Ferrari. Banter votes. And then Clanger team. Thirty-two percent Alpine. Again, fair. Ocon blew up. Um, and seeing McLaren jump up and them not is is another knife to the to the abdomen, right? Aston already plunged one in by jumping up this season, and now McLaren is going have some of that. And also, obviously, Oscar doing so well was that that's an L, that's an L for Alpine management because um, we always thought Oscar had it in him, but he really showed it this weekend that he's the real deal. Twenty seven percent Ferrari, twenty seven percent Haas, seven percent AlphaTauri. So a little little. Little little mixture, little mixture. Sonny Hayes, banger drive, quietly good race, yeah. The imagery was pretty cool with uh, those two, um, was it uh, Pierce and Hayes walking walking with the other drivers as well. Carlos Sainz getting in there, we're getting the, getting the movie shots in. It's quite cool that the other drivers will be, the real drivers will be in this movie, like featured in this movie. It'd be really interesting to see how they build like the race outcomes into it. I'm excited for that. I'm very excited for that. Right, cool. Okay, that's all the overlays complete and done. Lovely jubbly. Um, shall we go now team by team? I think we should, shouldn't we? I've been recording for 30 minutes. Now let's talk about all the teams and let's start with McLaren. Pa -pa 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 -paya. Oh, wow. Wow, 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 wow. McLaren, McLaren, McLaren. 
It looked good in Austria. It looked incredible in Silverstone. My goodness. Absolute missile in a straight line. Slow speed is their difficulty. High speed. You could see when Lewis was um, chasing down Lando towards the end. You could see that you could see where Lewis was gaining and losing. He was he was gaining in in the slow speed, which was potentially giving him runs. But then in the high speed, like in Maggots Beckett's, like Lando was 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 gapping him enough to then buy him some time. And Lando was saying, you know, he ran a bit less wing than Oscar this weekend, and he feels like that straight line speed kind of saved him um, because when you've got that little bit more straight line speed, it's easier to defend um, versus having a bit more performance in the corners. Um, mate, yeah, Mercedes and man, another Mercedes uh, powered team has uh, somewhat leapfrogged them. I mean, look, Mercedes have caught up to Aston Martin, I would say, and, and in this race they were slower than the McLarens. But man, it's uh, it's mad. It's mad. It's mad, isn't it? How Mercedes have ha have this advantage, this baked in advantage of being the engine manufacturer, so they know exactly they can design it to an exact specification that works for their chassis. Yeah. They're not, they're not cashing in that advantage, you know. They're not giving George and, and Lewis the car that they should be able to give them with the advantage that they have. It's pretty mad. And actually, this image, this is of a very early season um, McLaren. You can see how the cars changed quite a bit since since then. Um, but yeah, pretty pretty crazy. And look, part of me, part of me likes to think that maybe. Just maybe I had something to do with this. Because in case you've been living under a rock, on Monday, and I uploaded it Friday, I had a little chat with Lando and Oscar, didn't I? Absolutely not, mate. Good. No. Good. Because you would have said no. <laughs> so, this happened. Partnership with Google to celebrate the special edition Chrome McLaren that's running at this weekend's British Grand Prix, I was invited down for 10 minutes with Lando Norris and Oscar Piastri. Now to keep things in line with delivery design or what if blank joined F1 theme of this channel, I wanted to bring their ideas to life. If Lando and Oscar could boss their own Formula 1 teams from the ground up, how would they look? Team name, team principal, livery, driver line. Okay, 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 en enough of that. Enough of the self-promo, the plug. If you haven't watched the video, please do. Um, yeah. Mad, mad, mad that I got to speak with them too on Monday. Um, I got like 10 minutes with them. And yeah, I'm happy with the video, how it came out. Um, it kind of went as well as I was, how better than I was I was hoping to be honest. Um, skip ad. <laughs> um, yeah, they were, they were good. They were good vibes. They were good energy. And um, obviously I've done like some quadrant bits with, with Lando before. Um, and obviously he knows like, I think obviously through like Niran and that like last lap stuff that we do. So yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> would it though? It was a good line, Chris. Yeah, it was funny as well, right? So obviously in that video, I had to cut, I didn't have to actually cut much out. There was a few things, obviously I had to send it to McLaren before putting it live and that to approve it, which is of course like completely fair. Um, but there was one, there was one really good line that, that we we cut out. Um, basically Oscar, but I'm paraphrasing, right? Oscar was like, we were talking about the the papaya on the McLaren, right? And the McLaren, how it looks as it is. And Oscar said something along the lines of like, oh, actually from behind, our car looks quite like the Red Bull. So I'm guessing Oscar's talking like when he's behind Lando and when he's behind Checo or Max, the cars look quite similar from, from the rear. 
And then Lando was like, yeah, but we're not as quick as him. Well, Lando, maybe you shouldn't have cut that bit out. Well, Lando, you're wrong. Because both me and Oscar were both like, well, not yet, not yet, not yet. And maybe, maybe we were wrong. Turns out they were. I mean, obviously, Max, you know what? Like, it wouldn't... Yeah, Do I, do I think Max is the quicker driver versus him and, and Lando? Yes, I do. Um, and I do think the car made up, made, made a difference in terms of that pace, right, between Lando and Max, for sure, of course. But also, like, Lando's right up there. Like, I, I think any assertions, because I do, you see a little bit, of course, right? I think in part because he's so popular, I think some people just like to go against that. You can't now, there's no there's no sitting around and being like, oh, Lando's overrated. No, he's not overrated, bruv. He's quality. Lando's unreal, man. And you say diamond in the rough. Like, where's the, why rough? What What's rough about the diamond, man? The diamond's pretty shiny to me. Like I, I'm, I'm seeing, I'm seeing my mirror image in that diamond right now. Cause what more can he do? You know what I mean? So I think, um, yeah, no. Oh yeah, do you remember that video Oscar did, Alita, when he was at Prima with the trophies? Ah, it's so good, so good. Um, mate, biggest. Oh, some biggest McLaren fan ever. Wow. And they all called Mika Hakkinen a madman. Yeah. Well, that's that's it. That's it. That's it. They did call him a madman, but um, why also, why have I gone back to overlays? I need to go to all teams because we're talking about McLaren. Um, yeah, no. Mad, mad, mad impressive job by the two of them. Can they maintain this now? I think um, I'm going to poll you lot. Have McLaren turned the chasing f uh three into a chasing four. Um, so again, the chasing three would be Ferrari, Mercedes, Aston Martin. Have, Mac have McLaren now made that a four? Do we think off, off of what we've seen in Austria and because again, like Mercedes had a really good Spain, but then it's not, it's not all been roses since then. You know what I mean? So like, I think what we've seen in Austria, car performance-wise, third quickest car. Silverstone seemed to be second quickest car. And there's still another upgrade to come in. Hungary as well, by the way. Do we think we can officially consider them to be now in this top four that's behind the Red Bull? You know? I mean, it's too early to tell for sure, of course. But it's looking... It's looking good. And this is the thing, right? I... I you know, Red Bull have done a fantastic job in harmony with Max being an incredible F1 driver. But you can't tell me that this season isn't... It's not competitive for P1, no. But it's competitive everywhere else. And that isn't that common. Like, you look in the history of the sport. Every team's got to Q3 at least once. You know, every team's got points and had points within the first what like four races or something like yes there's always going to be gaps and there's always going to be but i don't i'm not interested in everyone that's a spec series and everyone's got exactly the same performance if there is a top three teams and then there's like a four and then another four like i'm cool with that you know you don't just want one at the front you don't just want one on their own you don't just want one team in the middle on their own either you wouldn't want like a if if you had like a top 
four teams, a bottom five teams, and then one team right in the middle. That team right in the middle is going to be pretty boring to watch because, well, they can't fight at the front, they can't, but they're clear of the back. So, you know, I mean, do I want 11 teams? I want 12 teams, Evan. I want 12 teams. That's what I want. 24, 12 teams. I know Total Wolf was quoted saying, like, oh, it's, it's a safety issue having more than 10 teams, which I think is nonsense. Um, but there you go. Give the people what they want. I guarantee, right? Hang on. We'll do another poll. Have McLaren turn the chasing three into a chasing four? 76% of you say yes. Mad. Mad. I'm doing another poll. How many teams do you want? And I'm only giving you three options because there's only 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 three realistic. Like, what what's the, what's the ideal number for you? Because for me, surely it's twelve. Surely it's twelve. Twenty-four. Nice round number. Divides nicely into itself. You know. 12 teams with 15 drivers get points. I think if they had 12 teams, I do, yeah, think they would have to change the points scoring system a bit, to be fair. I think to have 24 drivers, but only the top 10 get points, I think it would... Because ultimately, the points are designed to, you know, reflect your performance. And, you know, to get the same amount of points for P11 as P24 is a bit mad. So I think, yeah, maybe the top 12 get points. It's, it's slapped down the middle again. That that would work. That would work for me. 71% of you think 12. 18% 11. And 11% of you think 10. So there's, you know what? That's not, an, that's not an, un, you know, 30% of you basically don't think 12, which is actually higher than I thought it'd be. So fair enough, fair enough. But we're not all going to agree. There's pros and cons. Of course there are. But yeah, regardless, McLaren... McCookin, well in, well done Andrea Stella, uh, well done McLaren, it's looking good, it's looking decent, can they continue it, we will see, but surely they have the drivers, surely they have the drivers, right, so let's talk about Williams, shall we, um, Alex Albon, P8 in the end, Logan Sargent, P11, and mate, I'm, I'm, I'm a happy boy, I'm a happy Albon fan, top three in every single session in uh, free practice, which obviously, you know, that wasn't fully representative of pace. But in the race, it wasn't like Alex was holding up a massive train, as far as I remember seeing anyway. Hello, Sava. Good to see you, mate. Um, and yeah, obviously got that move done on science. Saw Perez, you know, pressure in science opened up the door somewhat and Alex took it um, into Cops, wasn't it? I think. And more points on the board for Alex, P7, P8. Um, two races on the on the bounce now, and Logan P11 lapping within about a tenth full race, uh, according to Valzi anyway, of Alex. So Logan, you got to remember that Logan and Oscar they came up through the ranks together. They went toe to toe in Formula Three. Then their careers went a bit different trajectories, mainly down to finance. You know, Logan is 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 a very very talented young man, and I think Williams is the right place for him to be. Williams is definitely the right place for him to be. And and they seem to be, yeah, like the car's, you know, getting into Q3 pretty regular now, um, at least in the hands of Alex. And you look at your Afro Mans, your Afro Tauris, your Haas, like, yeah, your Haas are getting into Q3 every now and then, fair enough. But um, the infrastructure is, is the thing, isn't it? That's the question. James has talked about this on, on multiple podcasts and that the infrastructure 
issue that they have because there is I didn't actually realize until we started talking about it that there is something in the cost cap around capital expenditure which is your facilities and, and all that that it's just so far behind they've had to spend tens of millions on a system to track new parts and components because they were just doing it through email threads which is madness that an f1 team is tracking components through email threads like are you crazy that's um yeah like even those kind of things like that that's all going to have an effect on on how much they can use this atr time you know we talk about a sliding scale you know red bull 63 percent with this penalty to the slow the, the worst team getting 115 percent. it's all well and good having that extra time but if you can't use that time efficiently then you're not going to be able to get advantage from that and that's where you know, even though these, these top teams still have a baked-in advantage, they're still going to have a baked-in advantage for a very, very long time. But that's okay. You know, that that's like, you, know, you say that about any sport. Again, we're not looking for a spec series. We're just looking for a chance to be somewhat competitive. And I feel like Williams are are showcasing, you know, as, as everyone kind of goes down this, you know, Red Bull pioneered philosophy, um, the, this standardised quickest route and, and the diminishing returns at the front yeah Red Bull are going to be quicker than Williams until the end of this uh rule cycle you know I'm very confident in that assertion but I think the gap will get closer so yeah it's pretty mad because like I say you know Logan's in the right place at Williams Vowles is, is his approach you know again his radio after the race to Logan was super super encouraging super nice their approach is, is polar opposite to the approach that AlphaTauri are taking. Um, Red Bull, obviously, more so than uh, with with old uh, Nick DeVries, because it's another weak weekend. Um, but I've got I've got a story. I've got a story. I've got to tell you lot. I've got. I'm sorry, Hannah, but I've got to tell him. So <laughs> this so this weekend um, on Saturday, and so I was there Friday. Um, did some bits with uh, F1 manager. Did the stream. Mooch about. Really good day. And then Saturday, I was lucky enough to get paddock access, which is crazy. Um, paddock center with Red Bull. And it was, uh, got to go around the garage. I was I was in the Red Bull garage in, during Q3. I was in the little viewing thing in the garage. Unreal, mate. I oh, so sick. So, like, I'm so lucky, man. It was so, and it was great because I could bring Hannah as well. So I got, I got to bring my wife to the, to the F1, to the paddock. It was sick. Um, but that, that, so that was in Q3 during, um, the gap between, cause we were meant to be going in the garage, I think during Q2, I think it was. And then obviously Checo got knocked out. So there was a bit of, you know, there was obviously more going on in Red Bull because all of a sudden Checo was out and all that. So, um, we didn't end up going in there. We ended up going in there for Q3. So we went to the energy station, the, the Red Bull energy station that they have at the back, and we were sat in there. And the drivers, the, the Red Bull and the AlphaTauri drivers, when they're finished, when they're out of the session, they walk through the station. So we were sat on a table, and basically, imagine, so So I'm sat here, the door's like to my right there, and then Hannah sat, sat opposite me, right? And then I see Nick DeVries walking with his trainer, and not coming in. I was like, oh, it's Nick. He comes around. And then he walks. <laughs> oh my god! This honestly, right? It's so good. So Nick walks in, and bear in mind, right? Bear in mind, this the poor poor guy has just been knocked out in Q one. Half attempts to Yuki. Yuki obviously got knocked out as well. And yeah, I didn't see Yuki come through. Actually, that's a point. 
Maybe he'd already come through by the time we got there. Um, so he's just got knocked out Q1, half a second um, half a second to his teammate, right? So he's, you know, that's not really the time, as far as I'm concerned, to be like, hi, how are you? Let's get a picture. Right, whatever. And Hannah doesn't do that, don't worry. So she's in front of me, walks behind me. And Hannah obviously like catches eyes with him and she just goes, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And in fact, like obviously I couldn't really see Nick because Nick he was in my like peripheral vision, but apparently he just did like a, a, a an awkward smile. And she went at him, like she put a spell on him or something. I just, oh, I just think she got nervous. I think she just got nervous. Yeah, well, she cast a spell on him. That's what I... <laughs> like, if you knew my wife, if you knew Hannah, you'd know that that's... It's not out that out of the ordinary. But oh my God. And literally, like... Because there was a few of us on the table. As soon as he walked past, I was... I was like... And the, the others who were sitting on the other side of the table who could see, like, his reaction... It was just... Oh my God. It was so funny. It was so funny. I like Yeah, I think... I think, bless her, she just... Uh, lost all, all um what's the word composure in the moment so then that happened and then like a few minutes later then Checo was coming round so then again because I'm facing out so I I could see so and I was like oh like Checo's coming around and I was like Hannah he's just been knocked out in Q1 in a red ball right for the fifth time in a row whatever it is right not into Q3 P just don't do that to him, please like that's the last <laughs> he's not going to be in any mood to be to have one of them yeah he must have thought that WTF exactly and and then he walked past and kind of she didn't do it so it was fine <laughs> that was too good man it was too good but but yes anyway back to the uh, pertinent point at hand Alpha Tauri, not a good race weekend for either. Yuki was pretty fuming on the radio after the race. He was like, this is not good enough. We need to we need to do something because this is not good enough, which, I mean, fair enough. Um, and yeah, De Vries, his pace was, he said it was all right. But again, you're just around at the back. And again, we, you know, they've not got McLaren to beat now because McLaren are, are, are pulled ahead and they've jumped up, right? So it's making it harder for these other teams now. If there is this established top five teams, seemingly, then it's going to be even more difficult for these teams lower down to, to score even a point, you know? Um, but yeah, they could have done a lot more with what they had, perhaps, perhaps, yeah, perhaps. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. I mean, again, the De Vries approach is, is polar opposite to the, the you know, the, the, the mistake De Vries made ultimately was choosing Alpha Terry over Williams, wasn't it? Because, you know, according to all the, According to everything we heard, you know, it seems that De Vries was offered a Williams seat alongside Albon for 2023. And that's what everything seemed to suggest. Obviously, he did a great job in Monza. The team, you know, what better way to prove I'm I'm your guy, you know, I'm your guy. You're not, you're not keeping Latifi anymore. You don't need that money. You can get a driver who's actually competent. Like, give me a shot. I'm sure they offered him. A contract I'm sure they offered him a contract and I I, I think you know again look, I, I don't know if this is true but this is that's I've said this theory many times before the only way that makes sense to me is if Red Bull think you know what let's try Nick in the AlphaTauri 
and then maybe see if he's a long-term number two to Max. He's, what, five years younger than, than Checo. He's Dutch as well. So he's got a kind of good relationship with Max as far as I'm aware anyway. So, like, maybe that's a, a long-term option if there's no clear clear and obvious. Because remember, they, they wanted Colton Herter in the first place, didn't they? Alpha Tauri. They wanted Colton Herter in that car, and then they couldn't get the super license sorted. So, yeah, it's... um. I don't know. It's 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 a bit of a it's a bit of a shame for Nick because I just think it's I think things would have gone very differently if he'd gone to Williams. I think the expectation would be lower, the pressure would be lower, and I think the environment would be more um, conducive of, of of success and and get more out of him because he's not a bad driver. Of course, he's not. You know, in that F two season when George was well, let's, let's, let's check right. So twenty twenty eighteen Formula Two right. That's the season that we always bang on about as being like the banging F2 season because you had George Russell who won the championship um, by, what, how many points is that? He won it by 68 points to Lando. And then Alex was seven points behind Lando. And then Nick was 10 points behind Alex. So, you know, Nick won, what, one, two, three, three, he won three races that year. He got one, two, two P2s and a P3. You know, against George, against Lando, against Alex, against these drivers. You know, he's not a bad racing driver. His career went on a tra different trajectory. And I just think Williams, oh man, you look at the, the trajectory of Williams at the minute, they look quicker than the AlphaTauri for sure. And it's like, oh man, that's a that's a decision that I think, yeah, he, he can't, he must be, he must be regretting, surely. He must be regretting. So yeah, we'll see. Mid-season swap is looking increasingly likely. So, but who will it be? Because I believe it's tomorrow that Daniel Ricciardo is doing his um, tire test at Silverstone. I think. Um, so, we'll see if Ricciardo really, really impresses in the Red Bull. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Lawson, 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 and Ricciardo. It's going to be one of them, isn't it? Surely, like, surely. I don't think I think it would be too soon to to try a Wasser out. Obviously, if they went outside of their pool, but I think I think Ricardo. If if Red Bull could if Red Bull can get Ricardo back into one of their cars, and like the value of Ricardo to the brand, to the marketing side of things, is so high, and the potential if they can get a top tier Ricardo, performance wise, is. Phenomenal. At his best, he's one of the best out there. It's just it's hard to now guarantee that since his McLaren stint. But I think he'd be in a, I think he'd be really good. Um, Alfa Mayo. Wow, once again, very very little to say. Um, Valtteri Bottas ran out of fuel in quali. Started from the back, made up a lot of places. Um, P12 in the end. There were three cars ahead of him retiring, so that does account for some of that. Um, Joe seemed to have some kind of issues as well. Classic awful Romero race. You're not wrong, Fabio. Next. Haas. Oh, God. Uh, K-Mag's car blew up. Um, Hulkenberg lost a bit of his front wing. He was a bit unlucky contact with Checo, wasn't it? His uh, front wing end plate came off. The paper mache front wing end plates on that Haas. 
Uh, couldn't stand it. Also, we had a contact from behind, I think, didn't he? With De Vries, was it? I think so. I think might have might have just about yeah caught him on on the rear. Um, who's fault? Ah, oh, David. I don't know, man. It's one of them that like that front wing plate damage. Him and Perez. It's one of them that it's just. I don't really think it's. It's anyone's fault. It's such fine margins, and there's just a slight misinterpretation on both sides. I think both thought they had a bit more space than they did, and these things happen. Like it's. It's difficult. It's difficult. Ferrari component issue. Yeah, I've I've not actually seen chat. What's the um? Has anyone clarified from Haas what exactly the issue was? Um, does Hulk deserve a better seat in F one? I mean, Haas just need to Haas just need to pull their fingers out because it's 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 frustrating. It must be frustrating for the drivers because you've got all this quality pace because they've clearly got one that pace. Like you've got this potential, but this 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 isn't time attack. It's Formula One. Like it's not it's not about one lap, it's it's about the race pace and Mercedes, you know, might have had a but their race pace was very good, the Mercs, and, and they came through. So yeah, I mean it the fact that it caught fire very much tells you it's probably a big PU issue. But um Hass is the only team to not make a big name sign in, is it time? Nah. Hulkenberg's like Hulkenberg's that guy. Uh, Hockenberg's quality. Nah, they're they're fine in terms of driver lineup. I just think it's uh, they don't quite still have that momentum to carry things through. I, I don't know. Maybe they've maybe they've already scratched off this season. I don't know. I mean, look, they're still. I guess they can rely on their good one lap pace to maybe get points in the sprints. Mm. I think maybe that is. I didn't fart by the way. I just did that with my finger. I wasn't sure if the mic picked it up. It sounded like a fart. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because Hulk, Hulk is like making K-Mag look a bit average. And I mean, K-Mag kind of made Schumacher look a bit average. So, you know, that says a lot about Hulkenberg because I don't think Schumacher's a bad driver. I think Hulkenberg's just very, very good. But um, yeah, I think that... Oh, I just think it's, it's, it's a frustrating... It must be so frustrating for the drivers. But I think yeah, sprint race, sprint race points is probably their best hope, really, because um, they can't hold on for a full race distance. But if they can have a really strong qualifying in a sprint, make the most of those those opportunities, because there's still what five? No, there's still four sprints to go because we've had Baku and we've had Austria. Four sprints to go. I think I think that's the uh, that's their best shot. That is their best shot. Alpine, again, Ocon, car issue, not sure what it was, let me know chat if you know what it was, Gasly was running okay, again, Alpine, Alpine under delivering, um, relative to, again, now Aston Martin, McLaren have, have, have passed them, this is a manufacturer, and it's not a good look, it's a hydraulic leak, there you go, hydraulic, hydraulic issue of some kind, um, for Esteban, yeah, I mean, I, I I am one. I am I am a bit of a, an Alpine believer. I've been guilty of being a bit of an Alpine believer, and I just continue to be disappointed by Alpine. It's 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 a shame. It's a shame, truly, because I think Esteban and, and and Pierre are very good drivers, and I think they deserve a little bit more. I knew Alpine were serious when they let Piastri go. Yeah, I mean, again, like given the performance, look, 
I definitely, I mean, I know Otmar, didn't he, um, he didn't he put out some, some copium being like, oh, I, um, we got a better drive up, like, driver lineup now anyway, which I'm like, well, I don't know if I believe that. I don't know if I believe that, Mr. Safnauer. I'm pretty sure you would have preferred Piastri. Um, but nevertheless, they've still got a great driver lineup. They've still got manufacturer support. They've got this money coming in now from, you know, that 200 million injection from um, the Wrexham boys, Rob McElhenney and um, Ryan Reynolds. So, you know, that cash injection is, is going gonna, is gonna to help somewhat. But, yeah. Yeah, it's not uh, it's not a good. It wasn't a good look, was it? And it certainly hasn't followed up. Right. Before we get on to the next team, it's about to hit one o'clock, and at one o'clock is the time that I actually announce something very exciting. And I thought I'd do it here on the stream. Uh, I'm doing it at bang on one o'clock because it's not just me, but it's me and one other person. Any any thoughts? Oh, it's just hit one o'clock. Right. So I am. I've just posted something on Twitter. I've also just posted something on YouTube community. And now I'm going to show you another little cutaway video. It's again, the Aldas and Tomo live show is back. Yes, absolutely. In February this year, we did our first ever live event and it seemed to go down a treat. Everyone seemed to enjoy it. So we're doing it again, bigger and better. Double the tickets, a brand new venue, and also some mystery content creators will be coming as well. Plus, the quiz is back. Save the date, Friday the 4th of August, 6pm till late at Factory 15 in Barking. Just a five minute walk from Barking Station. £35 a ticket, of course there is a bar on location, plus you'll get one free drinks token on entry. We will have a pizza van on site making fresh sourdough pizza, which is gonna be delicious. Although you will have to pay for that yourself because we need to make a bit of money. Yeah, we didn't make any money on the last one, so. Tickets will go on sale Wednesday, the 12th of July, 9 a.m. on the dot. Keep an eye on our socials so you don't miss out. 18 plus only, maximum four tickets you can buy per person as well. Thank you so much, as always, for your support, and we can't wait to see you there. Let's do it. Let's Come do on. it. <laughs> no, Mike. There we go. There we go. Addison Time My Life 2, back again. We did the first show in February this year, and it went really well. Uh, I don't know if any of you in chat were, were there. Um, maybe. Maybe you were. Maybe you weren't. Um, but yes, live show. Number two, back again, and uh, Friday, 4th of August, evening. No no Monday evening this time. We're doing it Friday evening, so people can stay a bit later. You've not got work tomorrow. You know what I mean? Uh, tickets go on sale on Wednesday, 12th of July, 9am British time, BST, 9am British time. And uh, bigger and better, more tickets. Bigger venue. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. I'm looking forward to it. And it went really well first time. It went really, really well first time. Um, everyone seemed to enjoy themselves. It was, uh, yeah, it was good vibes. Good vibes. So check it out if you're interested. Keep an eye on my socials. Um, I'll put a link to the to my website where the uh, tickets are right now. They're not live. The tickets will go live at that time. But if you're interested, then come along. Come along. It'd be good to see you. Right. Perfect. 18, 18 plus because alcohol, okay? Alcohol is consumable bar 
it's just much easier, 18 plus, right? There you go. Um, right, cool, cool, cool. Anyway, back to the stream, back to the stream, back to the stream. That's the wrong overlay. We've got to go back to all teams, and we've talked about Alpine already. Now, let's talk about Ferrari. Grazie, ragazzi. Wow, okay. Um, Ferrari, well, mm -hmm, Ferrari. Ah, oh, Ferrari, 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 Ferrari. Man, it feels like they've just like, ah, uh, Charles and Carlos have just had enough. Like, doesn't it? It just feels like they've had enough. It's, um... Mmm. I don't know what to say about Ferrari anymore, man. Like, they did get unlucky. They did get unlucky. I think that's important to, to say. I don't think they helped themselves as a team. And I think just the mood generally at the minute and the way they're managing Charles and Carl. I mean, they're not even a tight. They're not even in a title fight, right? And they're still like, there's still this like button of heads. And I don't know. I mean, what is it? That was quite funny when uh when Carlos forgot what Plan B was. It's like the whole point of giving it letters and numbers or whatever is that you don't tell the world what your plan is. And Carlos is like, ah, oh, forgot. Sorry, is that checked out? It's just like, oh, I just don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> could you uh, could you put it on my, my dash so I don't have to read it out to the world? Um, yeah, it's uh, is what it is. But yeah, Ferrari, I mean, I don't... There's, there's been a few... I don't know if you've seen it. It's been reported apparently in Italian media that um, they're thinking about Albon as a replacement for science as a long term because you've obviously got science has his links with Audi doesn't he like through his dad a lot and obviously Alex is driving very well at the minute Alex is a boyhood Ferrari fan I mean you know everyone's a Ferrari fan right um I don't know it is no it, it, it's it's rumors from Italian media right Take that for what you want to take that. Um, ooh, that that's, this is a poll question. If Ferrari approached at Alex uh, to, to drive for them in 2020, it'd be, it'd be that 2025, should he go? Because, I, I mean, it's, it's not... The, the reports are linking him it, it, from from twenty five that Vasseur is thinking about it for twenty five, um, and then like anticipating a science move to maybe Audi to then for him to kind of lead up Audi, but I'm just saying hypothetically if Ferrari like right now reached out to you're Alex Albon right you are Alex Albon right now you are Alex, and you're doing well at Williams and all that it's good vibes historic team. Which Ferrari is also a historic team, but so so is Williams, um, and Ferrari. Fred Vasseur knocked on your door. Alex, let me in. It's not a terrible Fred Vasseur impression. <laughs> and then, would you open the door or would you leave him outside, even if it's raining? Would you would you let him in or would you? No, nope, Fred, not interested. Go back to Maranello. I'm staying at home. Right? <laughs> what would you do? What was it? it wasn't terrible, Luke. Oh, come on, come on, be nice, be nice. Um, if Ferrari approached Alex to drive for them in twenty twenty five, should he go? Fifty nine percent of you saying yes. Ah, oh, and I, oh, 
you know, it, I don't know. I don't know if he could say no. I don't think he could say no because, I mean, it's well documented that Alex is a literally like boyhood Ferrari fan. There's like, he's, he's shared pictures of him when he was younger, like in full red, like, that's what, oh, if, they, if they offered him that seat, I don't think he could say no. Even though, like, logically, I think Williams makes more sense. But then, ultimately, is Williams going to give him a shot at a title? Is Ferrari more likely to give him a shot at a title? But then, alongside Charles Leclerc, is Charles Leclerc going to be number one? But then, Ferrari have also not necessarily demonstrated, to me at least, anyway, that they are all in on Charles. Certainly not in the same way that they're all in, a Rebel all in on Max, right? You, you got to say that, like, as much as Charles is Ferrari's, you know, you know, poster boy in that, like, I think that he there's not that same level of, of priority that he's given. I think Carlos has, has forced that almost, that, that he's given a lot of priority and he's taken things into his own hands. I mean, Silverstone last year, Science wins that race because he makes his own call. Um, and doesn't so much listen to the team. So you're saying 60-40, and I'm I'm inclined to agree with a 60. I don't know, man. I just... Oh, but then Vowles is so good, and it feels like... But then Williams is so behind on infrastructure. But then Charles and Alex would be such a good little combo. I mean, they were teammates back in F2, I think. I think it was first year F2, maybe F3. I can't, I can't actually remember. I think it was him and... I'm sure it was him and De Vries and Leclerc have all been teammates at one stage. Behrman and Albon would be Ferrari vibes. Oh, it would, wouldn't it? No, two uh, almost Essex boys as well. Because Alex is from just above Essex and Behrman's from Essex. So that would be that would be the Essex. Essex, the South East England takeover of Ferrari. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Yeah, it's, yeah no. Tricky. Tricky one, but yeah. Ferrari, not good. Mercedes. Um, Mercedes, Mercedes, Mercedes. It's, it's, it's okay. I mean, again, look, Lewis, luck presented itself to him and he took it and he got the podium, so fair play. Um, it was good vibes. Two British drivers on the podium at the British Grand Prix. That's always going to be good vibes. And uh, yeah, Russell, Russell not getting past Leclerc early on kind of, you know, who knows how Russell might have been able to reel Piastri in if he'd have passed Leclerc. I mean, that certainly helped. That that certainly helped Oscar, you know, Leclerc holding him up for so long. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it, it's, it, it's, it's, it's a good performance. I mean, better than the Ferraris, better than the Aston Martins. Like, still, yeah, still slower than customer team this weekend in McLaren, yeah. But it's okay. I, th I think... Mercedes, Mercedes will be all right. I still think they're going to be, they're right up there in terms of challenges. You've got to think Aston Martin should be in theory, right? Because they've got all this ATR from the first half of this year. They've got a team that's used to working under these financial restraints um, in terms of the, the personnel who have been there since the fourth India days. But then again, also you've got, yeah, I guess that's why, because like, Mercedes isn't used, it's used to a more bloated structure and it's had to refine things down as have Red Bull, but then Red Bull have, have taken to it like a duck to water. So yeah, I think Mercedes is consistent. You're right, Nizam. Mercedes is very consistent. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We will see. Aston Martin. Aston Martin. 
Not good. Seem to have somewhat fallen off. Again, I'm not sure if they've fallen behind car development-wise. No, it wasn't that long ago Fernando was saying, well, we won't be off the podium again this season. And P7 this race, Lance down in well, P11 before his penalty. Um, yeah, I've, I've still got faith in, in Aston Martin long-term. I just think, you know, they're, they've fallen a little bit behind and maybe the tracks aren't fully, um, fully suited to them. But, they're in a good place with Alonso at the end of the day. They're not such a good place with Lance, but unfortunately that is, that's a bit of a theme. A rough patch, I think is a good way of putting it, um, Matt Sinochi. I think that's a good way of putting it. I th I, I'd be surprised if, come hungry, they are they are that far off relative. I don't know, it's difficult because obviously now McLaren have jumped up. That's one more team that now Aston Martin have to worry about genuinely. Genuinely, like race pace and quality pace, they have to now be concerned about not just Ferrari and Mercedes, but now also McLaren. So it's the same for all of these teams. Like it's it's all relative at the end of the day, and different tracks. I mean, Hungary sometimes really hot this that kind of time of year. Sometimes it's not. Like we'll say, I think that the track the track dependency of these cars is really being showcased now. I think I think as these cars get closer together. And again, I think this midfield to basically everyone apart from Red Bull, uh, that is at such a point now that we're really seeing, because the overall performance is so close, we're really seeing these differences like magnified track to track. Because in the past, you know, if you're half a second ahead at one track, well, okay, a weaker track, you might still be three tenths ahead. Whereas now, if you're a tenth ahead, but then another track, you're a tenth behind, and it's still a two tenth. You know what I mean? Like I just think that that is going to expose those those weaknesses a bit more. Um, Q two is do or die for most teams now. Yeah, truly. I mean, that's the thing. A any of those teams, like McLaren, Aston, Ferrari, Mercedes, they're all potentially going out in Q twos now. You know, you got Aston. So you got your Albon and Hulkenberg doing great jobs in in their cars and getting them into Q three sometimes. So it's uh. Yeah, it's mad. And that's the thing, yeah, Red Bull speed. They're just quick everywhere, that's the thing. Like, McLaren's still weak in slow speed. Mercedes struggle on traction. Like, Red Bull is just really good all round. Really good all round. Doesn't matter where you go, that that car's bringing performance. And that's that's the difference, right? That That's that's what wins you titles. You know, so it's, not, it's all well and good being quick at one Grand Prix, but are you quick over 22, 23, 24? And that's where Red Bull are doing bits. So, yeah, I... <laughs> I think again, like, unfortunately, we do kind of have to talk a bit about about Checo in in this can't keep happening. You, you know the whole like Bottas at Mercedes as the number two driver to Lewis never didn't reach Q three. He always reached Q three every single time for the however many years he was there. I think that. Ultimately, like, I think a lot of these instances has been like poor decision-making from Checo. I think the team obviously have to take some culpability in terms of like when he went out, right? But I think that, you know, again, Monaco pushing that hard in Q1 and binning it in a Red Bull when you know you've got the best car, you know you've got a car advantage. In Q1, you don't need to take those risks, and he did. Maybe he was sighted by, I think it was an Alpine coming out of the pits, wasn't it? But even so, right? Pick your time. And then Austria was exactly the same. 
you had time in hand, had like four tenths in hand, extended on the final corner needlessly. Um, this one is a bit more trick because obviously the conditions were a bit weird. You had the, you know, you had the, the, the yellow flag, you had the, you, you had incidents on track that did mess with the order a bit and then kind of Checo got caught out and he missed out by, what was it, like a couple of hundreds or something. Um, and the thing is, like, I've said this, right? If Checo has a good qualifying, which, you know, the start of the season, first four or five races, first four or five races, right, excluding Australia, because, again, he had his, probably looked like car issue in Australia, which messed up his qualifying. He was ahead of the next non-red ball by more than 20 seconds. Four, four of the first five, which is like a whole pit stop. Which to me, if you if you win by a pit stop, that is a pretty dominant victory, right? If you're going to use the word dominant, because that gets thrown around a lot, right? Dominant, domination. And I think that, you know, when he, yeah, when he's, he's got the pace. So if he can even qualify like fourth or fifth, you know, he would probably make his way through and finish second. But it's just getting knocked out in Q1 and Q2 puts you like, you know, 15th, 14th, 13th, 12th, 11th, that kind of range. And then there's a lot more work to do. And again, it's diminishing returns. It's going to be harder and harder the higher you get up to pass these cars because the cars are getting quicker that you're encountering. So, look, I, I think that I think that Checo will... I mean, Checo's definitely going to get to the end of the season. I think right now it's not a massive issue, him being as far off as it is, because, you know, Max would be leading the constructors on his own. You know, with the points that Checo has got as well, that's a massive leading constructors. And Max is, is clear, no real challenge from Checo from a driver's championship point of view. It's not a problem now. And I think that context, you know, saves face for Checo. That context, that, that context is important, right? But I do think maybe going into next year, maybe going into next year, you know, you're going to give Daniel Ricciardo this tyre test. And maybe put him in an Alpha Tauri. I think Yuki. It's hard for Yuki to really show like he he's done a great job in that Alpha Tauri. All in all, right. All he can do is is keep beating Nick DeVries, and he does keep beating Nick DeVries. But I think while Alpha Tauri aren't giving him that platform, it is hard for Rebel to have the confidence to be like Yuki. You're ready because I don't think Yuki's ready personally. He's he's, he's his pace is, is pretty close, but I don't think he's ready as a full package. So, you know, I think I think that circumstance helps Checo a bit. It, it really, for me, it's like the only way Checo gets replaced for 2024 is if Ricardo really impresses in this tyre test, they give him the AlphaTauri seat, and he really impresses in the AlphaTauri. If that all happens, I think Checo is in danger. But we'll see. We'll see. Because I think, again, next year, right? Say 2024. And again, look, I, I have faith. I'm not being funny, right? I'm looking at this convergence. I'm looking at the McLaren jump up. I'm looking at the gap between, again, exclude Max in the Red Bull specifically for a minute. I'm looking at that convergence, right? Max is exceptional. And he's in the quickest car. So I'm not shocked that he's, you know, comfortably winning most races. But the extent of that gap just isn't what we've seen in the past. And it is getting closer. So I do believe that by next season, you know, maybe Red Bull will have the edge at the start of the year. But I think by mid-season next year, I think this time next year, I think we're going to have a fantastic scrap. I'm, I'm really confident of that. 
And then again, Checo's weaknesses might start to get exploited a bit more, right? Because then you've got Lewis potentially in a competitive Mercedes and Lando in a competitive McLaren and Charles in a competitive Ferrari and Fernando in a competitive Aston. Like even that alone, without considering maybe, like maybe Alfa Romeo jump. I mean, it's not going to be Alfa Romeo, is it? Let's be honest. Maybe, <laughs> sorry, maybe Williams, you know, they're moving in a good direction. Like maybe these other teams like start to challenge and then it becomes more of an issue. But for now, you know, for now it's fine. For now, it's fine. Russell not even... I only picked one driver from each car. And I do think Lewis is still... Still over George. You know, in terms of... In terms of ability and full package. Um, I would still pick Lewis over, over George right now. Um, and yeah, Red Bull do have upgrades coming as well, by the way. They might, they might have reduced ATR. They still have 63% ATR, which is more than zero. So... Oh, for a man with full essence. I'm sorry, Alpha. Just stop being bad. Yeah, I really like Audi. I'm a huge Audi fan, actually. Audi's one of my favourite car brands. So once Audi take over, I'll be much I'll be much more forgiving and I'll give much more bias towards that team. But um, there you go. Right, cool. I think we are done. I think we are done. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you all for watching, listening wherever you are in the world. Again, live show. Me and Aldas, 4th of August, tickets go on sale Wednesday, so in two days' time, at 9am BST. Um, so there is a link on my YouTube community, and there is a link on Twitter, and yeah, if you want to come, if you can make it, um, we'll see you there. But, oh yeah, Audi F1 merch is going to bang, it's going to bang, it's going to be so good. Um, but yeah. Oh, intro's rolling again for some reason. Thank you again for watching. Like, um, subscribe to the channel. I'm so close to 300k now as well. It's mad. Um, the Lando Oscar video is doing really well. Um, it's starting to pick up now, which is good. And that's helping subscriber push. Once I get to once I get to 300k, I'm happy. I'll stop pushing subscribers. I'm not in... I just... Nice round number. Yeah, that'd be nice. Thank you, Matthew, as well, for the 10 Aussie, mate. Appreciate it. Uh, legend, you are the legend, Matthew. You are the legend. Um, thank you again for watching, and um, I'm actually filming a really exciting video tomorrow as well. Uh, this this July is hectic, but tomorrow is a really cool video, and uh, yeah, it is involving official F1 team personnel, not drivers, but don't worry, it's still very cool. I can't set that standard every video. I'm not going to have real F1 drivers in every single video, so. Make sure you go and watch my video with Lando Norris and Oscar Piastri and give it a like and give it a comment. And because that, yeah, getting those kind of opportunities, honestly, like it means the world to me and it wouldn't happen without your support and all of you watching and, and um, enabling me to do this. Like it's honestly like, I'm so lucky, man. I really am. But yeah, thank you all. Appreciate it. Um, Minton's not about, I'm afraid. So sorry, he's, he's asleep and I'm going to wrap this up. Cheers, everyone. Stay safe, be well, be happy. Drink drink water, stay hydrated, be good, be nice. And um, I'll, see, I'll, see, I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.